Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Thanks for listening to the best of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 8 to 11 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. The big story today, it is the 30th anniversary of Nike's Just Do It campaign. Probably the most famous of all sports campaigns that we've ever seen. Everybody knows Just Do It. Everybody knows more than Little Penny, more than Little... Everybody knows Just Do It. Bo Jackson from the beginning all the way through. 30th anniversary of Nike's Just Do It campaign. And it was announced today that one of the big faces of Nike's 30th anniversary commemoration of Just Do It will be Colin Kaepernick. 
Odell Beckham Jr., Shaq Griffin, who, of course, rookie linebacker, who doesn't have a left hand amputated as a child. He's part of this. We saw Serena Williams as well, a part of this Just Do It movement. And now here's Colin Kaepernick, who is going to be featured by Nike. Colin Kaepernick tweeted out a picture of himself, black and white, earlier today with the caption, Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. With the Nike swoosh, just do it. His deal with Nike was coming up. So he had been a Nike guy all along. And Nike had had him, and they've just not been doing anything with him the last years. It's like, we don't really know what to do. But now they have decided, you know what? We're going to get behind him, and we're going to give him a lot of money, and we're going to make him one of the faces of the Just Do It campaign. And it's a new deal for him with new money moving on. This This is a new thing. Like I said, his deal was going to lapse, and they've decided to go on. Because it's Labor Day. Because it's Labor Day and everybody is kind of sitting back and, and, and enjoying, enjoying the time. There's certain, certain conversations I think that we, you know, we need to take a certain direction with this. So I'm going to take this and look at it from the positive. Many people on Twitter are talking about and social media how great look at Colin Kaepernick, a voice, and of course people bring up here's the list of quarterbacks who have been selected and, and, and picked up in free agency instead of Colin Kaepernick because he's suing the league to try to get back in because, as Kaepernick claims, and many people feel that way, that his protest during the National Anthem, which he spawned, is the reason he's not in the NFL now. I would hope that this new money that he's getting, because now he's suddenly going to be in a lot of places, he's okay with being marketed. I would hope this means he's going to be more visible when it comes to being the leader of the movement that he started. He started this movement, and he has been invisible for the past two years. And and you can't you can't give me yeah but what about you know he he, he gives money to kids and he and he, and he meets with police departments and he does, yeah he did, all those things are great all those things are awesome things he does but he has been invisible ninety nine point five percent of the population have no idea what Colin Kaepernick's been doing over the past two years because as we've said this got too much for him he got a, he got pushed into this and he really didn't want to be he's kind of the reluctant face of this movement but you're the guess what you're the leader now. It's like the old line from Macbeth. Some are born great, some achieve greatness, some have greatness thrust upon them. He's had this thrust upon him. And what has he done? He's backed away. He's backed away. President Trump for the last year has lit up NFL players saying they, they're, they're blankety blanks, they're SOBs, they should be fired from the league. And still, I'm coming at you saying, oh, not standing, being in the locker room, that's the same thing. This is what it is. And nothing from Colin Kaepernick. This is his movement. Other players I get, they're afraid, well... I'm going to wind up being out of the league if I really say something, so I'm not going to say anything. Kaepernick's out of the league. He is out of the league. He has nothing to lose. Yes, he's suing the NFL to get back in, but it's because of this topic. Where has he been? Where has he been? He's the first guy. When President Trump started firing off all this stuff, ungrateful NFL players, where has Colin Kaepernick been? I would hope that this, and look, it's one thing to say, here's you give a guy a bunch of money and suddenly now he's going to do a lot of things for you, but, I mean, come on. we need to see. I need to see more from him. I need to see. I know he's doing good things behind the scenes, but you know what? Lots of guys do good things behind the scenes. Lots of guys give money to charities. Lots of guys do things like that, and that's awesome. It's awesome work to do. But he is the leader of this movement, and he has been invisible from the public eye. No statements, no interviews, no anything. And President Trump has been running rampant over the NFL players with this. You're ungrateful. You're all of these things. Now, whichever side of the aisle you're on on this, what I'm saying is that if you're Colin Kaepernick, you need to be the guy. You need to be the one to say, okay, it's time for me to stand up for all of my players. It's time for me to be that person. 
and he has not been. I hope this means we're going to at least see a little bit more of him. I have to wonder if on some level there wasn't a, a legal play, a legal ploy at play during this entire process of still doing the community work, still giving away a million dollars of his money and having a lot of other people come over the top and, and add to that that pile. Meanwhile, being paid by Nike, and I think a lot of folks uh, in, in the social media universe and on you know sports media having some issue that still getting paid and the issue of ultimate sacrifice and everything else, especially now that you have this deal and, and a marketing plan in place to have apparel, have your own shoe line, have all these other things and, and get a cut. Uh, according to Charles Robinson, you and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. The, the tweet that he put out was that it's a star deal on par with top end NFL players. So millions of dollars per year plus royalties. So you have that shoes, shirts, jerseys, etc. People that are, trying to burn stuff just just donate it don't 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 burn your shoes or your pants or whatever lots of people are out there do people burn that, that pants i don't think people burn pants uh, there were guys putting the loser pants? was going in the fire yeah, but earlier not, but not pants no though. no no sweat jerseys we see yeah but sweat pants I, I, anything with the swoosh people were going all over pants yeah really pants well, i was it's it's iso- it's isolated people but i mean in the, I, in the I, end I, I, if, I if the, we're gonna have this mass hey let's get rid of our nike stuff because we're mad mm-hmm Put it, put it to use. But wait, don't. don't me, I guess. Go ahead. Let me, yeah. TJ. I guess so much for the liar, liar, pants on fire defense, TJ. But right, there no, you no, go. Sorry, about but yeah, with I Kaepernick, had to, I had to get that. It's been three days since I've done that. Sorry, I know it's I been a while to, since yeah. you and I have, yeah, have, yeah, have yeah, been yeah. able to yeah. do. We've do had this four days, but yeah, no, it's been a minute. <laughs> but the the idea being that perhaps on some of this, with the work against the NFL and all of the depositions and everything being taken that perhaps from a legal perspective he had to keep a lower profile on this type of stuff to where it didn't potentially affect that case and you're wondering where that intersection is yeah because it's been two years and this this has only been i mean his case hasn't been since before president trump last a year ago said these nfl players they should all be lose their jobs all well, sobs but all of that would have been in its its background phases right before before we started going forward with the actual lawsuit i don't know what the filing dates were i don't i don't have those documents but I, you know I, I i see that i see and and think that you know on the surface but it's not like kaepernick's accused of anything illegal it's not like he's he's you know he's the one that's bringing this case and I've been blackballed. This is where if you are the league, you don't say anything because you don't want anyone to say anything that could g- give something away. But Kaepernick, all he's going to do is say, "Yeah, his same thing. I was blackballed. Why why couldn't he stand up and say, hey, you know what, uh, President Trump? Why don't you listen to me on this? And this is what it's all about.' And I, I don't see why he couldn't have done that. He could have galvanized everybody behind him. Everybody is waiting." And that's the thing about Colin Kaepernick is that you can love the guy, you can hate the guy, you can think he's somewhere in between. He could be a hero, he could be a bad guy, he could be somewhere in between. But when he when he would do something, everybody stands up and listens, and the and, and people who are in his camp will get right behind him, and people who are on the fence will figure out a, a side to choose from. I I don't see there to be any reason why he wouldn't have said it because there's it's not like oh ah. You say, oh, well, yeah, that's really what you're saying is that you were blackballed from the league. Okay, yeah, never mind. Let's move on. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I am now officially bearish on the Philadelphia Eagles. Bears. Because, like, you know, you told me the Bulls and Bears. You go, Bulls bears. are good, Bears, bears are bad. That's right. 
I'm officially bearish because this quarterback thing that Doug Peterson just can't get right is insane. He finally announced today that Nick Foles is going to be the starting quarterback for week one. Carson Wentz still is not been cleared for contact. Now, he told people that yesterday that Wentz wasn't cleared for contact, but still was mad that people were calling Nick Foles the starter. <laughs> like, like, oh, no. Nope. Good coach logic. Guess what? Jaworski's going to play for us. I mean, really, who else was it going to be? And look, Bobby Hoying. Here's some stuff. Oh, we brought up Bobby Hoying yeah. like three times in the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, you got to. But, Memories. But this is the thing, is that every time Doug Peterson is asked about the quarterback situation, Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, he gets testy about it, and it happened over the weekend. Doug, have you made a decision on who will be your starting quarterback, and if so, who is it? First of all, I appreciate y'all putting words in my mouth this week, and uh, therefore, I'm not going to discuss it. Uh, how, how were words put in your mouth? You saw the reports. What reports? Next question. Next question. Who here put the words in your mouth? Next question. Or you're here, put the words in your mouth. I'm not answering the question. I know you said you, you said uh, you. Said you. Well, <laughs> that makes no sense. Yeah, got to lump us all together. Okay, yeah, thanks a lot. All right, I'm gonna lump y'all together. Okay, well that's good. We're asking a fair well, question. What's the point of this? I mean, exactly. What is the point of this? It's my decision. And you're not going to discuss your decision. No. So why not are you public, having not publicly? Time? Not publicly. I don't do that. Well, I don't do it with any team. position on this team. I will not do it. Okay, now today he goes out and he says, yeah, he puts out a statement. Yes, Nick Foles is a starting quarterback. That's where we're going. That's it. Thank you. And he, and he puts that out. This is something called not being able to handle success. And this is why I see bad things for the Eagles the first few weeks until Carson Wentz comes back. They just won the bleeping Super Bowl. It's an easy decision for Doug Peterson to make. Nick Foles is the Super Bowl hero. He's the guy. He's the playoff and Super Bowl hero. Of course Nick Foles is going to start. Just because the – I mean, who else is going to start for the Eagles? And he's mad that, oh, like because the reporters say, oh, it's got to be Nick Foles, he's now mad that he has to say, yes, it's Nick Foles. Like he thinks the reporters are convincing him and convincing everybody, well, i got to go start Nick Foles. Dude, everybody knows. We know. You should be laughing about this. There's no way you need to make this a controversy. Carson Wentz is not cleared for contact. He can't play yet. Nick Foles is a guy that just won the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship game. So he's the starter. I know he's looked bad during the preseason, but it's the preseason. All I have to do is say, it's the preseason, guys. Nick's are guy. But yet he still finds to turn this away into being combative with the press. They can't handle, and he is having trouble handling success. Yeah, I'm going, this is a bad, uh, bad attempt at the old motivational. Look at the world's against us. Guys like Jason Smith going on there saying we're crumbling, we're falling apart, and we can't get our stuff right. That's all it is to me. It's the let's bark at reporters for what's obvious, right? Wentz isn't ready. You got the Super Bowl MVP. Even if he's looked terrible in the preseason, it's the preseason. You you take it with a grain of salt. Alshon Jeffrey's going to miss time. That hurts. You've got a running back by committee situation that currently unsure how that's going to play out. But for Doug Peterson... You're playing with house money. You just won the Super Bowl. The anger thing is, to me, it's just fake anger. Let's let's go at reporters for, you're putting words in my mouth. But, uh, no, Carson Wentz isn't throwing a football. Carson Wentz can't do contact. Yeah. So you're, you have no, there, there's no reason that you would be pushing Wentz back into action. Foles showed he could perform <laughs> in big situations. Yeah, pretty big. Right? Kind of a big deal. Yeah. 
I'll throw Philly for 400 special, in the Super go Bowl. all the way through, yeah. and actually catch the ball thrown to me. All of those things. So this, to me, is one of those fake controversies of, hey, look, the world hates us, and they're, and they're ta- trying to tear us down after a Super Bowl win. So this, this is one of those rallying cries that's just a bunch of nonsense. Coaches have to realize that quarterback, quote, controversies or questions are always going to be the biggest ones and quit turning it into something that it's not. That's why I'm telling you, I'm not feeling good about the Eagles. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Things are pretty bad for Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. How bad are they? Former Michigan star and Jet star Braylon Edwards was suspended by the Big Ten Network after a critical tweet he had of Michigan following their loss this weekend in Notre Dame. Braylon Edwards, former All-America wide receiver for the Wolverines, criticized Michigan's offensive line and quarterback Shea Patterson, said Patterson was, quote, scared, blanking Michigan offense so predictable, Michigan football is sadly one thing, trash. Jim Harbaugh responded at his press conference earlier today by saying, no one in our program thinks those things about any player on our team, let alone the players he described. Oh, Jim Harbaugh is upset. Look, there's two things to take away from this, and this is bigger than just Michigan. Yes, the hot seat for Jim Harbaugh. I'm not buying it yet. It's week one. They're not going to fire him until after this year if they are going to fire him. Michigan could, this could be Harbaugh's best team since he's been at Michigan. They still could lose three or four games because the schedule is just death. It's that difficult. You open up with a top 25 team, and then you have three top 25 teams in a row in the middle of the season, two games away from home. It's very difficult. Was it Shea Patterson? The offensive line stunk. Notre Dame was running the same stunts over and over and getting pressure on the quarterback. It's not Patterson's fault. It wasn't Dylan McCaffrey who played well when he came in a little bit. Michigan played like ass, and they still almost won the game. They still were in the final drive of the game, yeah, but they had were, a chance to go down and tie the they, game as bad they as did, they played. They did. As badly as they played, they still had an opportunity. I mean, what, a third of their yardage came in the final five minutes because of some the usual prevent sure. defense and, sure. and all of that, uh, and, it, and it turns that way and gets them back into the game. But all in all, a pretty poor effort for four quarters. But this is, and this is where it gets bigger than just Michigan. What was the benefit of winning this football game? Michigan playing Notre Dame. And the same thing, Auburn and Washington. What was the benefit of whoever won that game? It was, whew, we beat another really good opponent and we're alive for the college football playoff. All right, that's it. It doesn't matter if they had played a top 25 team, a top 10 team, or an FCS team. Doesn't matter. Because all that matters when you talk about winning your conference, going to the playoff, is having one loss or less. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what your schedule is. You play a Power 5 schedule, you have one loss or less over the course of the season, you're into the playoffs. That, that's how it goes. We've seen that time and again since the new playoff committee is formed. One loss or less in the Power 5 conference, you're in. You're going to stop seeing games like this over the course of the next four years. We're not going to see Auburn and Washington. We're not going to see Michigan and Notre Dame because teams are going to realize there's no benefit for us to win this game. All that's happened this past weekend is we watch teams that we thought could be national championship contenders really lose their chance at it because Michigan's not running the table. Anybody say, oh, they could just run the table. Yes, it's easy to take 11 weeks of preparation and get all the breaks every single Saturday and say, we could just run the table. That's just insane and inane to say that. So all you did was see 
These teams, you see them, you saw Washington. Because what are they? Are they going to run the table? You're not running the table. You're going to lose at least one more game, which means you are on the outside looking in of the playoff situation. So why are teams going to schedule games like this anymore? The playoff committee has shown you. Power five, one loss or less, you're right there. Doesn't matter what your record is. If you lose three games, then suddenly, or two or three games, then suddenly you need other things to happen and really you're not getting into the playoff. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Sometimes you the, the truth is there's really only one angle to the story. Why did the Raiders trade Khalil Mack when they really didn't have to? You're trading a guy who at worst is the third best defensive player in football, who clearly is still in his prime, has got four more years of prime, and they couldn't find money to give him. It's very simple. This is a power play that John Gruden wanted to flex his muscles on. John Gruden has done this throughout his NFL career. When he was the youngest offensive coordinator of the NFL, he helped push Randall Cunningham out in Philadelphia. He goes to Oakland, not getting enough of the credit for the success, the turnaround. At odds with Al Davis, he goes to Tampa Bay. He coached in Tampa Bay for a while. Who does he get at odds with there? Keyshawn Johnson. I'm deactivating you for an entire season because him and Keyshawn didn't get along well. And now hear what happens. When he gets the job and he gets paid all the, gets paid $100 million, they got $100 million for him, but they don't have money for Khalil Mack. He becomes the de facto GM. Reggie McKenzie's not running anything. No, no, there. no. He's been an empty suit for a no, while now. He, as soon he, as John Gruden showed up, that was the end of that. Look, he's he's been the Raiders, quote, GM since he took the job. And that's why it was really funny to hear him actually say this when he was asked, hey, who made the decision to trade Khalil Mack? People are trying to divide us, and, and I wanted him gone. He wanted him here. You know, we made a, we made a decision as a, as an organization. Mark Davis, Tom Delaney, we all got the information. We made a decision together. I read what he said yesterday. It's, 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 an, it's a decision that we all came to. This is just stupid. This is just John Gruden continually who tries to get you to believe things that aren't the truth. Really? You decided rather than sign a guy who's, again, in a bad year, the third best defensive player in football, to decide to trade him, that that's the way to go? That's just dumb. That's just stupid. And yet, this is what John Gruden... I go back to John Gruden's book that he wrote after he won the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. When the chapter comes up about becoming the coach in Tampa, I'm not lying to you, his book, it's called, like, Do You Love Football? Whatever it is. And I read it. I'm like, okay, you know, because I read a lot of sports books. And the beginning of the chapter when he gets a job with Tampa Bay is, to this day, I have no idea how he became head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Really? You woke up one day and someone said, hey, you're out in Oakland, but we got a landing for you in Tampa Bay. Oh, great, because I I just gotten up and you know I was just having the paper, reading the paper and I didn't know what was going on. I can't trust anything John Gruden says when it comes to his team, but he is a power play guy. He doesn't want any voices in the organization that are louder than his. He wants credit for everything. If Khalil Mack continues to be a star, guess what? John Gruden doesn't get credit for building the team up from the bottom, which is what he's done everywhere he's been. So I built this team. I built it up here. I built it up here, and I need the credit. Even though and, he didn't really do that in Tampa, but no, that's okay. No, but when, but when, but he got he got to the play. They had a lot of injuries after the look. He won the Super Bowl. They had a lot of injuries. Still got back to the playoffs. He was the guy. Oh no, anything he I. I got to get the coach. coach. Yeah, but he's a guy that wanted the credit for a lot of those things. Look, yep. he still won. He still won the Super Bowl. I mean, granted, he knew everything the Raiders were going to run, but he still won. But he needs the credit for that. And Khalil Mack, when you give a guy money, he becomes the leader of that team. And now, oh, here is Khalil Mack, a defensive player, and here's 
the head coach, John Gruden, yeah, I don't like that dynamic. I don't like that I'm going to be chat. People are going to see Khalil Mack because when you pay somebody and get to the $100 million, then suddenly that becomes something where, oh, hey, well, now he we, we view him as equally as we view the coach. And he didn't want that. He doesn't want anybody that's going to have to, that, that could be someone that if things go bad, Khalil Mack is not happy. Guess what? All right, John Gruden, sorry. It's not going to work out. we got to go someplace else. He was not going to have that happen. This is what it was. It was a power play by John Gruden. It was, I don't want him here making a lot of money and being a voice in the locker room, so I'm going to push him out, and, and we're going to trade him. Because you just don't trade guys like that. No. And the fact that it happened that fast tells you he's wanted to, they've wanted to trade him for this entire time. Meanwhile, Le'Veon Bell is really upsetting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers say today they were very unhappy that Bell has not reported to the team yet. Really, really upset. They're disappointed, but they're moving on. They're getting ready for the players. They're getting ready to coach up the players. They get ready for their season opener. GM Kevin Colbert saying in a statement Monday, um, we are disappointed. Bell has not signed his tender and rejoined his teammates. Coach Tomlin and the coaching staff will continue to focus on preparing our players on our roster for our opener against the Cleveland Browns. The fact that he didn't show up today, I'm nervous if I'm a Steeler fan, and I'm nervous if I have Le'Veon Bell in fantasy. Actually, I'm not that nervous. I'm a Steeler fan because we told you they'll be fine without Le'Veon Bell. Should have picked up James, uh, James Connor, Connor. Other guys, they will yeah. find a way to replace him. But if I, if I, one of those smart guys, pat myself on the back for drafting Le'Veon Bell at the high of the first round, because now I don't know that he comes in until he absolutely has to. November through 13th, the season. yeah, November 13th is that day, 4 p.m. Signing period ends for franchise players. Uh, and their offer sheets, uh, yeah, a- after that date, don't play in the NFL. He's got to come in by November 13th to accrue a year so he can be an yep. unrestricted free agent in the offseason. The fact he's not in today, the first day, tells me that he could sit out until then. Because if he doesn't come in in the next couple of days, right, if he doesn't come in the next couple of days, then forget it. Then you're really not seeing him. You're not seeing him until then because then he's really saying, you know what, I don't care. I'm going to come in and play great. And at the end of the season, someone's going to sign me long-term to a contract. But I'm, re- I'm really concerned I may not see him until the middle of November after this. And I'll report only – and if you don't give me the ball, don't give me the ball. It's going to be a year of me not racking up 400 or 450 touches, and I'll hit free agency, and I'll be even fresher than I was a year ago. That, that's where I am right now with Le'Veon Bell. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Todd Bowles makes it official today. The Jets will start Sam Darnold in their opener. He says why? He gives us a chance to win. That's the big statement from Todd Bowles, is that Sam Darnold gives them a chance to win. I would would hope that any damn quarterback you're putting on the field, that you could have some confidence in saying that. So the fact that Todd Bowles goes to that statement, he should walk out the door right now. No, that's the dumb... I hate that endorsement of a quarterback. That's the dumbest thing there is. We think he gives us a good chance to win. I would hope so. He's on your roster and you drafted him third overall. I'll I'll tell you what. Or you're paying a guy $9 or $5 or whatever it is. The Bills made their decision today and they said, we're putting a guy out there and we're tanking. 
So that's what it is. So that's why Todd Bowles had uh, to say. What did I tell you weeks ago? No, I told you weeks ago Peterman would be the guy. Oh, or Lane, that McCarron would be the guy. Because they they're not setting up Josh Allen to get sacrificed oh, and 16. to the beginning of that schedule. 0-16, although they will split with the Jets once. They'll find a way. But he says Sam Darnold gives the Jets a chance to win. Not the best chance. He didn't say that. He's Josh saying Ma- there's a chance. Obviously, this was, this was Sam Darnold's job to lose, and then he played – extremely well in the preseason, better than any other rookie quarterback. And this is why and I, I say, you know, lots of times with stories, sometimes, you know, we like to look at the different angles on things. So sometimes you get a story that you've heard all day. We want to give you something different on it. But this is really, you know, we have to say what it's all about. And the whole thing with the Jets and Sam Darnold is you can't postpone the future. The kid is ready to play now. All you would have done by putting in Josh McCown, or if you had kept Teddy Bridgewater, is just how long till Sam? How long? And the players know it. Everybody in the locker room knows it. And barring you starting out five and zero every day, day at practice, well, how's Sam doing? Have Sam? Sam Darnold is ready. The Jets draft him to be the quarterback. There's no reason to not play him. Anytime a team postpones the future is a bad call. But if a team postpones the future because a guy's not ready, that's different. Josh Allen, not ready, so he can't start. The fact that Nathan Bleep and Peterman is starting in Buffalo tells you, okay, Josh Allen is not, not ready. Ju- not just remember, it, not was, it was one miserable half. It was. It, no, but that's, but he's that's gonna, a really I bad know, half. I know, though, but, he's, but he's... That's a bad he's half. He's remembered... It, Look, Sanchez had a pretty good run. He's yeah. remembered for the butt fumble. No, he didn't have a good run. No, he had a run. No, he had a good run. You got nah. the two title games. Yeah, he got dragged to two titles. But okay, that's fine, sure. Whatever. Yeah. He was there, and he gave them a chance yes. to win because he didn't blow He was it. under center. He was a good player in the playoffs. Sanchez was very good in the playoffs. But the point being, for Peterman, he's right now defined by a miserable half of football. So I'm not going to bury him altogether. But no, but you that drafted offensive a guy, line's awful. No, but you moved up and drafted a guy at the top t- in the top ten and he's not ready yet. But, yeah, but th- he's not ready. But that's also a function of, A, your evaluators are, are terrible, for one thing. Not that, <laughs> that they miss on Josh Allen, but just in general. The oh, way they've constructed this <laughs> roster, it's an oh, absolute it's a, joke. I, they, if LeSean McCoy didn't have those legal difficulties, they would have traded him a long time ago. They're right. tanking. They're going to get the number one pick again next year. Well, we already got our quarterback. I don't know what we do now. All right. Can we draft Saquon Barkley again? No. Is there, we can do that? But but that's the whole thing. When, when, you, look at, when you look at these situations – if a guy is ready, he'll start. If Baker Mayfield was ready, he would start. Tyrod Taylor, n- no matter. Tyrod. Tyrod. Well, yeah, but I, he was always Tyrod Taylor to me first. If Baker Mayfield was ready, he would start. He's the future. For anybody. If Josh Rosen was ready, he would start right. in Arizona. He's, he's the future. Todd Bowles knows, and you've seen it, we've all seen it, that Sam Darnold is ready. And, I mean, I'm telling you, they're keeping some stuff with him under wraps that you haven't seen in the preseason He's going to throw deep. He's going to do some things we haven't seen because everything he's done on that we've able to been gleaned through through tape has been fantastic. Well, he throws well on the run, keeps the eyes downfield, and the biggest thing behind that bad offensive line. How do you how do you com- combat the uh, the bad offensive line? You roll the pocket, you get him moving, and, and let him play on the on the move. And I, I think that's one of the biggest things for for Sam Darnold uh, as we watch the first couple of weeks is to see how they they tailor that structure to to mitigate the the downside of a bad offensive line.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 